Trying to put a team together like the Hunger Games. Everybody grinding because we all came from Hunger Pain. Oh, yes. We've made, we have made it. We have made it to uh, the end. We are, you know, I, I just want to say, first, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. No, no, you know what? I'm not, I am want I want to thank you all right there. Uh, right there watching. Because you stuck with us. You Well, you might be brand new. I don't know. But you stuck with us, at least seemingly stuck with us. It was like, you know what? We going with y'all. Y'all watching Star Trek? We watching Star Trek. And now we here. We Man, look. Some good things going on. But welcome to the show. NERD, SOUL, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all them places, podcasts as well. Like, share, subscribe, all that jazz, because we're going to be talking about adventures, exploration, and phasers and torpedoes, right? Bombs and explosions. We ain't going to alligain in there. Talk about Star Trek. But we ain't alone. Nah, nah, nah. We got uh, uh, a young gentleman. Uh, uh, from uh, the wizardry side of the streets. Right over here, Solar Gray, Cinematic Sorcerer. What's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? This is Solar Gray, the Cinematic Sorcerer. And you know what? I am so glad to be back. Yes, from the, from the sorcery standpoint of all the places. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? Okay. I think it's time. I did just a little bit of a thing. All right. There we go. All right. That's a lot. So, yeah, okay, I've got okay. the magical dice going on right now. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for showing up. It is good to be back. I'm always happy to be talking about them treks over there. Them treks <laughs> through the stars. All right, uh, them, through them the treks stars. in the stars. That's right. Up <laughs> in the sky. And major <sighs> shout outs. I'm so upset that I missed the Chanda box opening. That was some jazz, man. That, that hey, was some jazz. I'm so glad. <sighs> yeah, that, that, that box is awesome. Great. Yeah, um, that really is. That worth and actually, penny. no one's claimed the gift yet. So actually, actually, you can go to the Chanda video on my channel right now, right this second, Right, right, right now. And you can answer the question in the comments below of the name of the mute character in Changa, and I will send you your own deluxe box of Changa 2. And it's got tons of stuff in it. You can see the video. That's truth right there. It. It, that is tons of truth. stuff in it. I'm, I'm not lying to y'all. I ain't telling y'all no lies. I'm keeping it real with y'all. Y'all, y'all gonna get, y'all gonna get everything. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna get everything. You know what I'm saying? This is that's what you're gonna get. So, <laughs> with that said, um, we got no. I got a question for you. To start off. With. Okay. How lucky are we to be living in this era? <laughs> In because we, look, let's be honest. Things things are good. I mean, things are bad. Okay, <laughs> things are definitely bad. But things for Star Trek are good. Oh, how lucky are we to be living in the 21st century in regards to being a Trekkie? Yeah, bruh, bruh. 
If I could go back to 1965 and tell my mama, my grandmama, any of the neighbors, if I could go back in time with my phone, just with my phone, no, forget that, my laptop. If I go back oh. in time with my laptop and show Nichelle Nichols and Martin Luther King mm. what we got today, mm. they would not have had a moment of doubt and they probably would have fought harder okay if i went if i went back in the past to show people um the the foundations of modern sci-fi like gene roddenberry jack kirby um robert a heinlein going y'all did this you see this thing this is a phone Uh, this is a communicator this is a tricorder this is a map system (laughs) this is this is everything and you know what gene this is from from you bro (laughs) You yeah, put this on TV, you know, with, with, you. with Shatner going, hey, Kirk Enterprise, that's where it all started. <laughs> and look at us today. Yeah, they're like, hey, so could we ever do that? And, and then I would go to 1985 and slap Robert Zemeckis because I don't oh. have a hoverboard. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, man, it's not my fault. I put it out there. But I don't even want a flying car. I just want a hoverboard. I don't even need a pit bull hoverboard. I'm cool with the little pink Mattel Mattel number. <laughs> He's like, hey, I tried. They didn't want to make it. You know, what What can I do? What can I yeah. do? I don't need the flying cars. The flux capacitor <laughs> would be good. The Mr. Fusion would be better. But to be a Star Trek fan today, given the fact that we got, number one, <laughs> all the shows production-wise are top quality. Okay, yes. top quality camera angles, top quality special effects, great casts all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. When they fail, it's still amazing. Okay, I mean, yeah, like, serious. Like I've, I, I know I've complained, but trust me, I, I was born in '82, so I've been through the dark days. Right? I've been <laughs> through the dark where it was like, look, we had like, it was like one show and. That that was it. So I, bruh. Know, even though I complain, I, I complain with like the caveat of like, it's still it's still good. Like we still we still bruh. doing alright. We were both adults in the time where sci-fi original series meant crap. Oh and now, man! And now we got sci-fi all original the stuff series coming out on the streaming services between Star Trek and um and well. Amazon and Netflix are doing us right. I saw your review for Stranger Things. You know, so they've been they've been they've been popping. So I got to give it to them. They they, yeah, you know, I'm not angry at them in any way, any way, shape, or form. So um, how lucky are we to be essentially media nerds in this day and age? This is our time, baby. Our time is. You know, in the 90s, you had the edge, you know, you had the yeah. radical stuff. I'm oh, sorry. No, <laughs> 80s was radical. 90s was extreme and yeah. to the max. Extreme. You know, <laughs> and now, you know, we got, I mean, we are so lucky. I, I will go beyond lucky. I will say we are spoiled. We are spoiled. You know what? We are spoiled with all of the stuff. Yeah. You know, Star Trek included, but all we are. And now there, 
without going down a down a whole discussion that it, this show is not about. This show we're going to love on Star Trek today, but guys, there is something for you to like out there. Like you, you just you can. There are things that there, there's definitely something out there that you can like. All right, we've had two yeah. finales this weekend. Both of them, I think, were top notch. So, or maybe maybe not this weekend exactly, but sort of this weekend. You know, so come on, we got a brand new Thor movie out. We got uh, even even if you love the uh, the uh, not, um, not Pixar, but the Illumination. You got the Minions. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, man, come, come, yeah. something. You know, this is it's something. All right, yeah, this it's is something the time for. of media. This is it's, most. Uh, I mean, we come a long way from. Boy, turn to channel thirteen. All right, hang on, Dad. <laughs> Boy, you best or, turn that channel. You know? Or if you're watching TV at night and you try to be quiet, you're like, you know, yeah. So we've come a long way from needing the needle nose pliers to turn the news off. All right. Oh man, so, moving the uh, rabbit ears around. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Using the splitter for the cable box and stuff. Come on, look, look that's gone. It's over. All right. Now you should be happy because we got yeah. things. We got good stuff. Um, if you and- are a fan of Star Trek: The Original Series. Paramount is saying, y'all, we got you. We got you. We, we got you. You know, the last show was for the next generation fans to have their last hurrah. But for yep. you TOS fans, we got you. We, got we you. here. We, this, we right here. So we've been gone for a few episodes, but we are back. We're going to talk about the finale. I, it's way too much for us to try to catch up on in one show. We'll yeah. be here for like eight hours. But I think I will roll with you. Mr. Gray and saying that Pike. Okay, look, look. Yeah. <laughs> look. All right, look. I'm a brother. So Cisco Boo will be at the top. All right. So it's just it's just covered. All right. Sorry, too bad. It's just covered. But you can be a one B to his one A. Cause Pike. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Why you got it? And the thing right, is. See, I thought I, you were I, good. I thought you were good in Discovery, but no, you was holding back. Oh, yeah, like real talk. It ain't because I'm black. I'm putting that out there right now. But Cisco has been my captain since he shaved his head and grew the goatee. All right. So since season three, true. Um, he was my captain. He was my captain with the pale moonlight. He was my Ooh. captain at Worf's wedding when he got to be Klingon for a day and just ate it up. <laughs> Um, you know, he was my captain with all the tactical stuff. My captain, all right? My captain. Captain Cisco. My captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. And then I got to see Pike for half a season on Discovery. And yep. here's the thing. And I was talking to my girl about this as I watched that episode. Um, I've always been fascinated by Captain Pike as a character. Okay? Because I'm an original okay. series fan. So... Okay. Um, Pike's big thing, all right, was the Menagerie, which was the pilot for the original show, which got turned into the first season's big um, season finale like story arc. Okay. Um, And Christopher Pike seemed cool, you know, and his fate seemed unfair. However, in the Kelvin universe, when J.J. Abrams brought him about, I'm like, Okay, let's see what this Captain Pike is all about. And when he's like, 
Your father was captain of a starship for 26 minutes and saved 25,000 lives. Can you do better? I'm like, ooh. <laughs> and um, and when we saw in the in the most recent first movie, you know, um, he's like, all right, hit it. And it didn't go. And it was like, what, you leave the parking brake on? I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. Let's talk to this dude. <laughs> you know, this could work. You know, and of course, Zachary Quinto's Spock is like, did you disengage the external inertial dampeners? Which, if you speak Trekkie talk, he did leave the parking brake on. So, you know, there was always something a little bit more to Pike. You know what I mean? And then yeah, it's Discovery came in and Anson took that role and said, hold my beer. Let me show you the man that inspired Kirk. Let, let me show you the dude that, that showed Kirk how to be bookish and super genius, but also not screw everything up. And I'm like, all right, right. this Captain Pike is cool. And this He's show, like, bruh, you know how I keep saying you got to give Star Trek three seasons before it gets good, or at least give it one season? Mm -hmm. I understand what you're complaining about now. Because this is the first season of Strange New World, and it hit the ground running. Yeah, like this, I feel, and I know you don't feel the same thing, same way about Discovery, but I feel the same way about this show and Discovery. From the first episode, I was in. Discovery, the very, first I was leery. very first episode, I was in. Yeah, um, I was leery because I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't get the concept of a science vessel, and it took me about ten episodes for me to go. Oh, this is the kind of story they're telling. Okay. And then see, also, like I said, without me, with me only really watching Deep Space Nine, mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of other stuff because I've seen other yeah. people be like, well, why they do this? And this is supposed to be green and not purple. Right. And that's supposed to be six feet and not, you know, five feet five or something. And, this, you know, and I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't know, man. It just looks cool. Like, there's, that's just like the same thing with the Lord of the Rings trailer. Yep. I was like, I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Then I went to Twitter. Bad idea. <laughs> bad. No, it's always a bad idea to go to Twitter about media. <laughs> I like, that's <laughs> cool. like, I'm not really into Lord of the Rings, but it looked cool. So I was like, hey, man, it looks pretty cool. Good on them. Well, see, and that's that why you it. keep calling me in, bro. <laughs> that, that, that's why you got me. Like, I've seen all I am the movies, but I am at the same time, it's got all like, that stuff. I've seen all the movies, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, it's a little bit long for me, a little bit long. I, but I know that's how he likes to make movies. So mm -hmm. you, know, you want to show the beautiful countryside. I get it. You know, it's, I, I get it. But yeah. it's take a little snip to it. But uh, but I thought it looked cool. So when Discovery came out, I was like, okay, well, um, uh, I've seen the trailer. It looks pretty cool. I like the um, the lady from Sonequa was in Walking Dead, like right before yes. I stopped watching it. So I was like, okay. I like her. I was like, I, I like Star Trek in general. Um, so I was like, I, the trailer looks cool. Let me check it out. And when I saw that first episode, like maybe five minutes in, I was like, oh, oh, so, <laughs> so y'all are, so y'all are really trying. Like this is like this isn't some rinky dink. Like oh, give them a five dollar budget. Like no, y'all are serious about this. And then when I realized they were serious about it, I was like, okay, I'm locked in. What you got? And at that moment, I was like, oh, I love Michelle Yo. And then they brought in um, the guy, Hugh. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I was like, I like him as an actor. So I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm here. And then we get, you know, we get deeper into like, you know, of course, the whole Klingon thing and then sort of mm. the mind control stuff. I was like, all right, word. Okay, I'm cool. Now, me not knowing, I know that was ruffling yeah. a whole bunch of feathers. But for me, yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> um, we'll apparently, <laughs> it ruffled as, a few feathers. We'll see. And as the, the dude who I had to leave the Facebook group that I was in, because uh-huh. I was in a Star Trek Discovery Facebook group, but what, what happened is a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of like I guess original uh, original series guys would just come in and be like I hate it. and they would just fill up the thing I'm like I can't I can't mm-hmm. do anymore. so and, see, and of as, course they um, hated it for other reasons too but we ain't gonna go yeah there. but see <laughs> as the dude whose feathers was ruffled with discovery because I'm like please stop retconning stop retconning the original show was episodic they added on canon and just leave it be just tell stories um but the more i watched it um the more i dug it but here's the thing all right the way you feel when you're watching star trek um strange new worlds mm-hmm. is how we felt as children watching the original series okay okay um this is star trek in its form this this is what it was meant to be Um, There is no question on, is it a military organization or an exploratory organization? Shut up, they're explorers. Um, Yeah, they have weapons to do a bunch of... They have... I still super disagree. I'm not talking about Starfleet. I'm talking about the Enterprise. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Because Starfleet is a big organization that has a military wing, but Star Trek... The Federation... Yeah, no, the Federation is a bureaucracy and those are never good as Discovery showed us, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but the Star Trek show has always been about the explorers going out there to see what's up. If you want war and military and the side of politics that we're taught in school when it comes to conquest and territorial expansion by way of violence, that's what Star Wars is for. Star Trek was always frontiersmen, you know. It it was Manifest Destiny, it was Discovery of New Lands, it was that thing. I mean, Um, I get it, because I do see that, but I also see a good balance of fighting and blowing stuff up in wars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's Um, definitely, I'd say there's definitely more diplomacy on the Trek side. And see, that was where the split came in. And I know you studied the split because we studied it together. That split between Roddenberry and Berman. Berman was all about the war part. The hot chicks, explosions, don't ask me any questions, don't make me navel gaze or think about any philosophical or sociological things. And Roddenberry was about hot chicks and ethical quandaries and existential crises and um, topics of the day as presented in sci-fi. Like one of the original episodes from the Shatner days had a race of people that were half black on one side, half white on the other side, but part of the population was oppressed because the black side of their face was on the right and not on the left. (laughs) And the whole diplomatic thing was spot going, I see somebody with a face that's half white and half black. 
but he's black on the wrong side. He's still half white and half black. What's your problem? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what Star Trek always was. You know, and this um, they they do an awesome job. And okay, I can't stress how many times I paused this episode to comment on the show and what was going on with my wife throughout the season, but this episode especially because of stuff like that. And I I probably do it the most with the new Trek. Well, she doesn't watch Lower Decks or Prodigy, so, you know, mm -hmm. Discovery and, and Strange New Worlds. And a little bit of Picard, but Picard is just, you know. So, <laughs> I love this show, man. I, yeah. Like, okay, this episode, we're looking at a man. The age-old boy, I'm old. I've seen a lot of people die. And now that this guy brought it up, I'm finally seeing someone or meeting someone that says, you know what? Why are we killing each other again? Because <laughs> I've asked myself that question, even though we just finished killing three outposts full of people. I'm sure those outposts weren't like, you know, skeleton crew, just two people in them. No, they, they just finished killing thousands, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And this old man is tired. Tired because like he, you're like, talking about the Romulan captain, right? The Romulan captain. Sorry, the okay. Romulan captain. For people yeah. that might not know, the old man. He's tired. It's the age old thing of the old man is tired. We fighting. We honestly don't even really know what we're fighting. We just fighting because. And fighting. the young man is going because this is what we do. This is yes. our culture. This is yes. what's and it's like you know what? It remind that point reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of the Boondocks, the mm. Itis where they talk about soul food where everybody gets around big mama's house, but then she gets diabetes, she yeah. loses a foot, then she dies <laughs> and they honor her by doing the same stuff that got her killed. <laughs> and we call it culture. And it's like, whoa, hang on. I get that we need traditions. I get that we're supposed to have identity and stuff like that, but this ain't working. I'll let it slide to a certain degree because you need comfort food at a comfort time. Now, I would not say that you need to eat that food every day. Exactly the point. Well, then, you know, but, and that was the old man's at, point. Right now it's, it's comfort like, time, so I, I well, let's slide. Yeah, but see, that was the captain's point. An endless war, by definition, yeah. never ends. What is the point? <laughs> and, and you now can we ask these same questions. That wants to talk to us. You can ask the same questions of something from Sunni and Shia on down to Bloods and Crips. Mm -hmm. Why are you fighting? Or East Coast, well, Bloods and Crips have kind of trickled out to the rest of the nation. But on the East Coast, it was usually more about street gangs. Like, you know, 6th mm -hmm. Street doesn't like 7th Street or whatever. But if you go and you be like, hey, guys, um, just promise you won't shoot me. I want to ask this. So why do you hate that street? Because my big brother hated him. Why did he hate him? Because his dad hated him. Well, he hate him? real talk. Because his dad cause... hated him. And then you start, you start to realize, hey, so why did, why are we shooting each other? And if we could get a Klingon time stone and go back and be like, oh, so we ain't even fighting for the reason we thought we was fighting. Nope. So and should we talk, even I've fight had that anymore? conversation. I had that conversation with OGs when I was growing up because I was always the tutor to their little brother or their little cousin. 
And they let me know we shooting each other because they're encroaching on our territory and we got to make money. I'm like, oh, economic deregulation. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so. Clever little Vixen said the Hatfields and the McCoys. (laughs) Pretty much. True that. Pretty much. You know, our families have been beefing for all the, I mean, you can say Hatfield and McCoys, Crips and Bloods, Montecues and Capulets. Um, whatever, you know, but yeah, so I like that aspect. The the aspect that hit me on this episode was it was a really good use of time travel. Yes, it was before you do what you're about to do. Um, let me show you what's going to happen. And even, and, um, even though and, you are a great captain, we are a great captain. Yeah, we are your good at best, our job. Your best shot in this moment to try to change history without changing history. You know, you're trying you're to like figure out how to write it without like, and we see other time shows be like, okay, so how can we make this person go there without telling them to go there to mess up? Like they have to go on their own, you know? And right. he's still like, look, the fact that it's done at all changes history and this is what you get because i don't know father time or the angel of death or the grim reaper someone's gonna have you know their due they're gonna have their pound of flesh um even beyond that it's not gonna be you it's gonna be spock we'll see and that was the most important thing because um i know you're not old school star trek but Mm -hmm. here's the thing Spock is the character, even more than Uhura. And Uhura is the other character. Uh, Matter of fact, on this show, we got Spock, Uhura, and Nurse Chapel. Those three characters are the only ones that have absolute script immunity. And here is why. (laughs) Um, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. They're Mm -hmm. in the future. Earth is about to get messed up by a cosmic force because its ecological balance is off. The Enterprise has to go back to 1987, kidnap two whales, George and Grace. Yeah, that's the the whales. And take them to the future. Now, here's the thing Spock did the chrono calculations that no one else had pulled off. Spock telepathically talked to the whales. No Spock, then there is no Earth past 1987. <laughs> okay, that means no next generation, no eugenics war, yeah. <laughs> um, no discovery of transwarp stuff, no Starfleet, no Pike. <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah. if you do this, you are gonna mess up that guy's time travel thing, which is the reason that we exist in the first place. You know, and Pike doesn't even know what Spock is gonna do, but it's very much yeah. the you know he's more important than you, right? <laughs> you know. And, and it also goes to the idea of, okay, cool. Well, it's going to be me and these two people. And I just need to say these two people, myself. It's, not, it's like, no, you can end up affecting someone that you have no idea. And kind of back to some street stuff for a second. Uh, I was watching this interview with uh, Math and Method Man. And um, yeah. Math was talking about uh, Math Hoffa. And he was talking about, uh, he used to be a stick-up kid. 
You know, like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, get it up. Open that purse. You know what I'm saying? And he said he never thought that his sins or his energy would go on to someone else. And he talked about uh, a friend of his that was trying to get him out of that mess and into just rapping. And he said, and taking it back, y'all, he said he was making his MySpace pages and stuff and everything like that. Well, that guy that was encouraging him to leave that mess alone and start rapping because this is what you're good at. And guess what? It's legal. Um, he got robbed and he got killed. Mm-hmm. And it changed. It, you start to wonder like, okay, did my energy, like, you know, you play, and I mean, of course, someone could just be like, hey, it just happens. It's just, earth is crazy. Or the world is, the universe is great. But that doesn't change the fact that you think like, okay, so did me just being around him, did did a consequence of mine fall to him because of, you know, you start thinking of all these kind of like causality, weird time things and place things Bruh. and karma things and whatever. Here and is it changed. Here is the thing that almost everybody, and I know you relate to this about that particular thing. And that is, it says on the Bible, but you know me and religion, I ain't, I ain't dealing with that. But yeah. <laughs> parents, you know, um, our actions, our energy, the impact of our actions, regardless of intention, have effects on our families. They yeah. have effect on the people that are within their spheres. There is a saying in business of the 10 people that you spend the most time with are the ones that will determine the course of your life. Mm. You know, if you got 10 people around you that are lifting you up, being positive, Wu-Tang, then (laughs) you end up with a good life. You got 10 people around you that are dragging you down, being crabs like that, then congratulations, you're working construction, save up for the new rotator cuff, or at best, you're working at the post office, you know? And you, um, uh, essentially, essentially, you are your circle. Yeah. You know, like, and guys, see, look around you. If all you see is complaining and gossiping and stuff, what you going to start doing if you're not already doing? And in the words of our boy Kendrick, I cut you off. But um, I remember um, back in the early 2000s, I have this policy of if I see somebody that's trying and is down and out, if they need somewhere to sleep, I'll give them a place to sleep. Even if, if when I had roommates, I'm like, you know what? I live in the living room, but there's room on the floor. Don't sleep by the dumpster tonight, you know? Mm-hmm. And apropos of this, I was at Starbucks getting a cup of coffee and getting ready to play a board game. And a dude came up to me and he's like, solar. I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, it's me, Jay. I'm like, oh, Jay. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing, man? Yeah. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I know who the crap you are. And he's like, I just want to thank you because I was down on my luck. And that two days that you let me stay at your house, I was able to get some sleep. And from there, I got a job. My girl and I got married last year and we have our first kid on the way. And you opening up your door opened up a lot of doors to me. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome. I just didn't want you getting thrown in jail for sleeping by the dumpster. All right. Well, hey, man, I hope you have a good day and all that other stuff, you know, because no, um, that's when you reply and you say, 
I planned it the whole time. No, uh, no, no, it's it was all in know. my nose. <laughs> no, it's one of it's that's more one of those. And one day in the future, and that day may never come, I'll come to you for a favor. But until that day, <laughs> except this as a gift of friendship. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a First matter child, of, you say. <laughs> uh, the law of child know my name. Can they guess? No. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the whole point is, though, we don't know what impact our actions are going to have on the world, on the universe. We can think we can. And this is why it's so important. It, it's something I've told you a hundred times. I, I have two golden rules, two beliefs. Number mm-hmm. one, do unto others as you would have them do unto your children. <laughs> because, you know, most people think, yeah, no, I don't care if people treat me like that. I'm like, yeah, right. And second, yeah. and this is the biggest thing, be the person that you want your child to bring home and say, this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. Because if you hear those words, if you're grabbing the cigars and saying, welcome to the family, you're doing it right. If you're grabbing the shotgun, you got work to do. <laughs> um, A little bit of work to do. You know, because um, you don't know <laughs> what effect you're going to have on the world. That act of kindness um, may change someone's heart. And reversely, that act of cruelty may be the thing that pushes that person over the edge, you know, yeah. that, that a person could just be holding on by a thread and then you clown their shoes. And next thing you know, they're at the top of a tower with a high powered rifle. And I used to say that jokingly, <laughs> but look at the world we live in today. We never know, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, especially uh, with kids. Unfortunately, before we get back on Star Trek, unfortunately with, you know, they, you know, the statistics on child self, you know, deletion, you know what I'm saying? You know, well, this is, it's, you know, that stuff, you know, sins to the father, it's, it's, that stuff is real. And also how you can treat somebody you don't know. You might be, honestly, you might be the only smile or high five or hug or dap or whatever they get all day because, and because this, this world can be cruel. Yeah. And see, this is the reason that Roddenberry created Star Trek in the first place. In Captain Pike, we have been shown examples of diplomacy over violence. Yep. Radical empathy over any other negotiation tactic. Like we didn't talk about the episode where they're trying to get that one race to join the Federation. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. It ends. Oh, I, think we, no, I think we covered that one. Yeah, and Pike was like, I don't know why you should. You join us here, and this is going to be your problem. That's going to be your problem. This is what you're going to get. But will it outweigh the trouble that's coming? I can't tell you. And they're like, he gets it. He's capable of putting himself in our shoes and seeing what we're afraid of, and he's not making any false promises about the Federation being there to clean it up. You know what? Yeah. That's we can't get that from the Romulans. <laughs> we can't oh, get yeah, that the from Romulans. Or the Klingons. You know, the Romulans are up close to say, look, if you're weak, we'll just take you out. But um, but Pike, as a Federation captain, pretty much showed, you know what? We consider where you come from. You know, and 
he's sitting on the precipice of war and he's like, do we really got to do this? I mean, we're on the border. We do not have to fight right now. You can turn around and go home. I can turn around and go home or we can go to war. I would like to go home. (laughs) You know, just the the idea that that could have been a moment that changed everything because the the commander, at least I believe that called him the commander, the commander was at least willing to listen because you could see someone because like he said, um, he was like my father, uh, the young guy said my father died bravely or valiantly or whatever. And he was like, yeah, but he didn't have to. And that's how, <laughs> and that's how you know when that, you know, that, that man that's got, he's seen, I've seen so much death and death that didn't have to happen. Right. You know, because, because of the way we are. And now we have an opportunity to at least just like, hey, go home. We can go home. They can go home. And, you know, we just call it a wash. Yeah. But, you know, that boy signed his own death warrant because he directly disobeyed a direct order. Like he, And he, he got everybody else on that ship killed, too. Yep, he got everyone <laughs> you know, killed. That's what my mom used to call his, stuck on stupid. Pride. And yeah. unfortunately... There's another lesson about, and I mean, of course, in this case, I don't know what it would have done for morale in that on that ship, but I mean, the Romulans, so they might have been cool with it. But in real life, I wouldn't say you have to do that. But in real life, someone like that, you have to cut them out of your circle fast. That, because that person is destructive. They're self-destructive and they don't even realize it. Now, in this case, you he should have killed, killed him immediately. Now, I'm not saying... Yeah. The, the person that's in your crew that might be doing it, they're, they're jealous no. or... Would, would you um, say they're... Because boo-boo. a jealous person will bring down a crew fast. Yeah. And, or and this key. is speaking from a man's perspective. I don't know. I know women are different, but for men, you got a jealous dude in your crew, it'll end it fast. Even if you think, oh, yo, we all eating. I got $5. You got $5. You got $5. Mm-hmm. We all got 5 If there's one in there that's like, I need six, get rid of him. Because he'll mm-hmm. bring down the whole crew and even people that you're cool with you might like say it's you all right let's make up uh it's you uh corey andrew mike derek and mike yeah all right there's always a mike you you (laughs) might be cool with andrew next year years later but andrew will be like man i don't really do the, the the crew thing no more like i just rather maybe me and one person but I don't know if I can ever get with it because it sours it. That mm-hmm. he, I know it, we needed it for the story, but he probably should have killed killed him immediately, <laughs> or at least had him, or at least like locked him under guard because it's like he had insubordination written on his forehead. Yeah, <laughs> but see, if the captain had done that thing, then we wouldn't have had what yeah. ended up being the real story. Yeah, the you real know? story was Man. the lesson for Pike. And uh, and speaking of which, mm-hmm. let's talk about Kirk. Yeah, now, yeah. young Kirk. Now, number one, it was interesting for me because there was a web show called Star Trek: The Saga Continues, okay. and it was it was an independent web series that was the lost third season or the lost fourth season. Huh? 
of Star Trek, the original series. Um, Grant Irmahawa, or uh, Irahawa, um, you know, the dude, the great dude from special effects. Everybody loves him. You'll know him from Mythbusters. Um, he played Sulu. <coughs> and um, yeah, the guy that they had playing Captain Kirk was amazing. He was amazing. And I'm not saying he was amazing as Shatner. He was amazing as Kirk. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, oh, they didn't hire him. I don't know why. So I was a little like, all right, well, let's see what this Kirk is. But the writing on Kirk, it showed the Kirk that J.J. Abrams didn't show. Okay, Um, Mm because TOS fan stuff. This is. This is the old salty guy coming out now. You, now, now, you don't know. You don't know about Captain Kirk. All right. So here's the thing. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk was Steve Rogers, but not a nice dude. All right. He was quiet. He was bookish. He was a super genius. All right. You find out in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan that the Federation has the Kobayashi Maru, which is a test for captain to see what kind of captain you'll be. And it is a no-win situation, all right? You get um, cornered by Klingons while you're trying to rescue um, the crew of a ship that has a warp core breach. (laughs) So it's like, these people down here are dying of radiation, um, but the Klingons over here will shoot down the shuttles if you send them to get it and shoot you down if you lower your shields. What do you do? It literally is a no-win situation. Okay. Kirk at 17 years old hacked Starfleet to make it winnable. And he's the only person in Starfleet to ever pass because he hacked the system. And think about it in terms of this. In our real world, there are millions of kids in school. Of those millions of kids, tens of thousands of them have tried to hack their school's mainframe and change their grades. So of the people in Starfleet, lots of people have tried to hack Starfleet and Kirk did it. So the dude's a super genius. The thing is, once he became the captain of the Enterprise, that was when he took his shoes off and lost his mind. (laughs) That was when he went, woo, I'm in space. I'm going to punch half of it and lick the other half. And uh, and that's the Kirk that we know. you know, but yeah, and then also remembering that this is way before, well, maybe not way before mm. then, but no, same that time is the thing. Kirk got the enterprise because, because Pike got crippled. So when yeah, he went, but we're still talking time, about what about five more years until then? Two. So we got two, I thought he had two. five years to go. Um, uh, you wait five years to go before he gets crippled. Ten, yeah. he, well, he, he had 10, 10 years, oh. 10 years, okay, okay. but. Um, Pike got crippled, Kirk got the Enterprise. And this goes forward to see that Pike doesn't get crippled. So Kirk doesn't get the Enterprise. He gets a different ship with a different crew. That's why you got Spock and Uhura over here. You got a little cameo from Scotty on Kirk's ship when he's talking to engineering, you know. But no Sulu, no check off no bones. Right? Yeah, you're right. Um but Kirk comes through in that. Clever little Vixen said because Kirk is incapable of accepting a no-win situation. In his own words. 
it was it was how he won in Star Trek Two. You know, it, it was how he beat Khan. You know, um, by thinking three dimensionally because of Spock and lying to Khan about who he was. You know, so yeah, I mean, Kirk did some good stuff, and he is not my favorite captain because <laughs> he was a menace. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so seriously though, um, but with Kirk not having that crew put together, the amount of times that the Enterprise crew under Kirk has saved the universe never happens. You know, um, the original series cast, which is the inspiration for every Star Trek show after, never gets together. You know, You're right. and I like that they showed that they, they really showed um, the way that they handled time travel is, whoa, I'm from the future. Don't do what you're about to do. <laughs> yeah, Trust like, me well, on this. And I do like how he responded to him. He's like, knowing everything that I've gone through, you know, I just can't trust you off jump <laughs> that you're me, right? Like, yeah. I've seen some stuff, or I guess we've seen some stuff. <laughs> if we are the same person, we've seen some stuff. And it was like, yeah, your first pet had a stupid name. Okay, yeah. No, no. <laughs> that pet was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I did want to uh, I did want to talk uh real quick about uh Una at the end of Bruh. at the end of the episode, which Bruh. they kind of they they kind of allude to this maybe happening. Oh no, but, they they sh- they foreshadowed this very well. Well, very see cuz they they talked about it, but they talked about it in a manner where I was like, maybe in season three, something will happen. Nah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be this soon. They were like, nope, you're going to jail. <laughs> and, and the <laughs> fact that they had Pike's girlfriend do it, yeah, that man. was the part that killed. It's like, oh, my girl's coming to visit. Hey, girl, what's going on? You going, what? <laughs> you know. And um, I like the fact that they show that Pike didn't know how to throw down because the whole show, he's been like, no, we talking our way out of this. We're talking our way out of this. We are going to discuss this. And I'm, I'm like, he's he's been given off that not quite Hulk vibe, but that uncle vibe of I'm talking to you because I don't want to hurt you, man. And it's like, nah, nah, nah. Come on. Uncle Ty don't hurt nobody. That ain't him. And then you find out what he can actually do. Because, <laughs> you know, we had the Star Trek security officers and he's like, I said, put her down. And it was like, Captain, Captain, like, whoa. Like, <laughs> like, whoa. Like Captain, look. Yeah. You know? And, and I'm, she was, I'm she was like, like, I didn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and I think they chose her because they knew, like, if you show up, Absolutely. people will make a scene. Like, like, you know, if, if any random person, he might, you know, he might go, you know, rooting to He might go a there. little ham on him. <laughs> yeah. Pat out, pat out. Yeah, but, but it's like, um, what we're about to do, this captain is not going to be down with. But he yeah. likes you better than anyone else. <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah. we going to need you to do this. Th- these are your orders. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. We, we, we going to need you to do this. Because for you her know. to straight up be like, I did not want to do this. And I, and I mean, still, 
Una was like, hey, I figured this would come out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know. I mean, like he said, this isn't over. So I'm wondering where the leak came from. Because it's not like she's just walking around like, hey, I'm modified. Like she's just not, she's not walking around. Again, and- it could have come from a lot of different places. Because Starfleet mm-hmm. is an organization and every organization has bureaucracy and paper trails. So True. there's some piece of medical stuff somewhere. Um, you know, it, it could have been um it could have been Naan in a bad mood before they had a talk. Could have been a lot of things. Mm. You know. You know, point, yeah, it could have could have been it, right. it could have been a lot of things. Okay, it could be another Alorian. It it could be yeah. you know, a lot of things, you know. Because it could be somebody trying to throw salt in the game from outside that we don't even know about right now. Um, Great antagonist for season two. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes down. And I'm, I was actually, it was funny because as I was watching it, I'm talking with my girl and I'm like, man, and one of the things I really love about this show is like, it's as episodic as the original show. Like I can just watch an episode. I don't have to worry about missing one. And by the time I ended that sentence, that's when <laughs> Una was being taken. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> to me, this is a show that is it's episodic, but in a in a kind of in a hybrid way. Because mm-hmm. like this stuff matters. There's definitely been. It's not as. Well, I don't know if I'd say it's as episodic as something like the original series, but it's definitely it's, not serialized. It's to the next to the generation. Point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's more next generation than the way that like Discovery is, or well, every or other show on TV since um, The oh, Sopranos. Well, yeah. You know, um, yeah. although I did notice. In this season, they're getting rid of a lot of characters, you know, and I'm like, oh, looks like we're getting Montgomery Scott next season. And we might get um, we might get McCoy. Um, Maybe. You know, I'm hoping we get a Sulu. I'm hoping we get Sulu. I don't. Uh, Oh, and young Sulu. But Naan left as well. So yep. Naan left to go get the girl, which means we're getting checked. We got to replace her. Yeah. yeah, we're getting check off because believe it or not, he is the one member of the entirety of Starfleet who was the worst at his job. Um, oh, come, come on. Now. Look, if you watch <laughs> the original series. Hashtag free Una. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you t-shirts. watch the original series or any of the movies. You would not know that Chekhov is the head of security. <laughs> All right, you know what? Okay, hold up, hold up. Now that you now that you break down that he is the head, yeah. Right. Like okay. I said, Naan right. left, so we're getting Chekhov. <laughs> you know. Okay, as the head of security, I say that Bones <sighs> is the worst doctor in Starfleet because any doctor whose catchphrase is "He's dead." Is <laughs> um, not a doctor I want working on me. All right. He's like, he, he's dead. No, he's dead. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. You're a doctor. You operate on all these different aliens. He's dead. Nah, he already did. I'm going to go did. drink with Scotty, you know, 
but uh, he's like he's like the barber with the empty chair in the barber shop. You know that that's just <laughs> that that's what I that's what I feel like. Um, <laughs> Uh, Geeky Andre said, I thought Chekhov was the navigator. Maybe not. No, 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 he's not. The navigator is Sulu. He's the navigator and pilot. Spock was the science officer slash executive officer. Uhura yeah. was communication. Scotty was the engineer. Yeah. And Bones was the doctor. Kirk was the captain. What position <laughs> is left, bruh? <laughs> That's and Planet right. Houston. Head of security. Planet Houston says, Hey, he didn't do it. He just finds them. <laughs> See, like I said, he already did. What I'm supposed to do? Yo, he did. All right, I can't resurrect them. He did. Like you just. I say check one the time, body like, count oh, on each go. show. All right, that that's just what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so Chekhov was Tasha Yar. Chekhov was Worf. Chekhov was Odo. <laughs> You know, so yeah. All right, um, okay. Maybe Chekhov wasn't like the the illest. Because now <laughs> when you not. start naming other people who have the like, same uh, job, yeah. I took I again uh, I don't make the best or the worst comments without doing my homework. All right. Because now that you name those other people, I'm like, all right, maybe Chekhov. With been head you know, of security, yeah. Maybe maybe Chekhov is like a wartime promotion. Where like maybe when we when we meet him, Chekhov would be like security. Look, I'm not like, saying he didn't pull his like, weight like as a junior, crew member, junior level. Like, no, I'm like, saying he's like he, a junior I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't pull his weight as a crew member. What I'm saying is he was terrible at the job he had. He could do a lot of other jobs. <laughs> you know, a whole lot of other jobs, <laughs> but at the one that he was that he would have gotten a paycheck his, for. Or if they paid yeah. people, he too was secure. That one. <laughs> yeah. Your, your yeah. job is too secure. Yes. Yeah. This your shit. job is to make sure that we don't get blowed up. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know? your job. So, yeah, when you bring up other. Okay. Okay. I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know what? But, we'll yeah. leave y'all on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah. I'm, I seriously like am hoping that, that we get um, Chekhov and Scotty next season. Because yeah. that particular Andurian engineer, I loved him. Yeah, I, I was mad so that he had much. to take L. And you know what? I it, since you since you brought up Chekhov, I'll I'll say this before we go, and I'll throw it to you so you know, so uh, for some final thoughts. Um, the girl in the episode about the um about the about the Gorn, mm-hmm. um, that girl was straight wrong. Like you knew this dude had baby going up in there. And like when you saw him about to die, you just slid off to the side. Like, like you knew multiple people okay. was was about to die. You was just like, hey, look, I'm little, Can we so talk I'm gonna be about all right. that for a hot minute. Like, just, just a hot minute. All right. She's um, old enough to know she was wrong. That's why she did it. That's why she did it all quiet. Yeah. How many children do you know take responsibility for themselves when something real is on the line? Most kids just nope. That's just what they do, you know. And next time a glass breaks in your kitchen, you tell me if Nerd Soul Light comes up going, Dad, I do apologize, but I knocked over your NFL collectible cup. I I am sorry. No, he is going to be like gone. (laughs) There's just going to be glass on the floor and you and your lady are going to be single. (laughs) Again, that's just it. 
Now like, he just, he just runs up. He just runs up and he's like, like, I'm sorry. Or like, he'll run up and be like, something happened. Like, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you know, what um, happened? <laughs> and then, but, and then it's it's. Yeah, but that episode, I'm like, well, somebody liked aliens, you know. Oh yeah. That kid was Newt. That kid was Newt. The Gorner yeah. Xenomorphs. You know, I was expecting that kid to look up, going, "They mostly come out at night, mostly." You know, and I was waiting for freaking Naan to be like, "Get away from her, you monkey!" You know, kind of thing. Um, family friendly channel, so you know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying. Um, you know, I was expecting a mech suit. <laughs> I was expecting Spock to look at Naan, going, "Not bad." For a human, but, I mean, but they did throw a little. They did throw a little, a little spice on it. That I, I wasn't expecting, at least because I. This is mm-hmm. this show is my first time ever knowing about the ghoul. Oh, like, when they busted out and immediately started killing each other. I mean, just fresh out. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh whoa! I was like, okay, I guess there's no. Well, Lagorn really only showed up in one episode of the t- of the original series. Oh, okay. They weren't a big bad. They were like a one-off thing. It was a trial of Kirk. It was iconic. And it was the one that made Vasquez Rocks even more famous than the Batman um, television show with Adam okay. West. But um, yeah, I showed pictures when, we, when the Gorner were brought up. And I'm like, okay, if these are the big bads, I'm with it. Because these guys need an upgrade. They need an upgrade. So <laughs> Klingons have had like seven or eight. Uh, the Romulans have had two or three. You know, the Orions have had a couple. I'm like, hook me up. And I'm kind of hoping the Orions are the antagonists later on as well. As I'm hoping the Andorians are. Because... um. One of the things that Star Trek hints at is humans and their utopian society are kind of soft. <laughs> There's a lot of other planets of the Federation that do the killing and the planets that aren't in the Federation are, they're pretty hardcore. Like, you know, um, the Orions are space pirates. I want to see some of that. <clears throat> we already know? know the Romulans. Well, we knew the Romulans didn't play, but seeing this this display i do like how pike handled it though Pike mm-hmm. was cool he was like well i'm not a romulan so i ain't gonna do that but check it <laughs> so <laughs> what we can do is you can stay on that side i can stay over here we can all go oh because technically you shoot one bullet over here and we gonna see you now that's that's the different that's that's the nerd soul version <laughs> Yeah, like, look, don't because I said this to Lisa don't sleep. Y'all attacked defenseless outposts, Mm -hmm. right? So you essentially stepped on a bee that was on a flower, you didn't go back to the hive, all right? So you don't really want this, all right? You don't really, really want it. Don't make us come, don't make me come out here and see. Well, see, here's the thing though the Romulan Empire is as powerful as the Federation, and they have always had better weapons. It was Romulans that had better um, phaser technology, better photon torpedoes, and they invented cloaking. <laughs> True, but I mean, you, so, can't, you can't stand down. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta, gotta let, you gotta yeah. let you know you stomping with the I know, dogs Yeah, too. you do, and you know what? You're <laughs> sounding like Kirk now. <laughs> Be like, can I borrow a shuttle? I'll be right back. 
What? What? Y'all y'all want the thunder? Now you got it. Now you now you got it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you, now you got, got it. it. It's like uh <clears throat> yo, Kirk, Kirk, what what is this? <laughs> and it's like you brought a bunch of drones. They don't know that. All right, they cool. They don't know. And Pike was smooth. He was like, up. Delta class. <laughs> now, you know what he was? He was the dude in your crew that ran home real quick, got his dad's gun, and didn't bring any bullets. <laughs> Just to be like, but look. He I ran know. back to the fight going, look, every look, hey, hey, we got a problem? We got a problem? Everybody's and everybody's like, no, like oh, good, man, he's trapped. He's trapped. No, we, we good. good. We good. And it was like you weren't going to shoot nobody, were you, Brian? No, no, I ain't no, even got no, bullets, actually, bro. But they don't know that. Uh, I don't, I don't know where the bullets is at. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, but in all honesty, though, that's pure Kirk. That is pure Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> that is even that Kirk. argument they had about when he came in, like if you would have just listened to me, blah blah blah. That is very, like I have to be right. Mm-hmm. Like that was very, yeah. And Pike but going, guy, yeah, yeah, you could, could be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Pike, and this is the important thing between those two. Kirk is about being right. Pike is about being effective. <laughs> and and that is their clash because Kirk learned efficacy from Pike. <laughs> he he and, learned uh, how to how to reel that back in because again, once he got his ship, he went whoop whoop woo and didn't think about diplomacy <laughs> you know he went out Planet there Houston had... said uh as a longtime seer of future plots that Kirk move caught me completely by surprise way impressive yeah because yeah. when, when he was like I need a shuttle I was like I don't know maybe he going to get some I was like I don't know I was like maybe there's a planet a close planet and then um when the ships showed up, since we didn't know what the ships were at first, I was like, well, you know, Kirk get greasy. Maybe he knows some pirates out there that wouldn't mind, you know what I'm saying, a scuffle. Like, maybe maybe that's it. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe he knew some pirates out there. You know, he out there, you know, chilling with some uh-huh. women, Going to the Space Atlantic City, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing. And then, and then you know, he hooked up with some pirates and they all, they owed him a solid. So maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now and he's you know like, what? no, these are just... Regular old uh, mining machines. Yeah, they're drones and they don't have weapons. But shut up. <laughs> I've um I've hacked the system and I made it look like they got weapons. <laughs> yeah. So like they, I was like, oh, I, I don't know what this is. They, I don't know. It's maybe some pirates or something. But yeah. yeah. So <laughs> with that said, guys, I'm gonna throw it over right over here. Where can they find you? Okay, you got you guys can find me Monday through Friday at twitch.tv slash bid underscore p. Um, we talk about a whole bunch of geeky stuff. This week we are dealing with Shadowrun the RPG and the property. Um, you should really check this out because this is DD meets Blade Runner. <laughs> We're talking dystopian future, mega corporations run everything. But you know where we're going, our, huh? <laughs> you know, basically, uh, no, we're going. we're going to cyberpunk. We're going to cyberpunk like the video game. This was the the 1990s answer to cyberpunk, which was here's your cyberpunk game. But we're throwing in magic and the fantasy elements as well. But there's still cars, guns, um, mega corporations, um, all that stuff. So, well, yeah, hopefully we're, this we're cyberpunk doing a deep works when it comes out. 
because huh? uh <laughs> oh shadow run has never really gone anywhere it's just no i'm just talking about the game when they released the game oh yeah yeah there. oh yeah 2077 Ooh. yeah so plenty houston says shadow run is my jam so yeah See, yeah, yeah. Cool. again shadow run is like the legion of superheroes um ah, nice. we got a lot of fans out there and we're real loyal we're just quiet <laughs> we're just quiet about it so yeah, that's at twitch.tv slash BID underscore P Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And yes, um, we talk about lore and we talk about life, the universe, and how to incorporate these things into both your storytelling and your media consumption so that you can mm. see it on multi-levels because everything is a fable and we all got something to learn. So yeah, you can, you, you can hit me up there. <laughs> And uh, a clever little vixen asked, was there new lower decks? If there is, I need to start watching. But I'm also, <laughs> I hadn't even touched Motherland Fort Salem yet. Mm -hmm. I have been watching Evil. I will talk about it. And it's just, things have been crazy. I've had a lot of technical difficulties, but they are being ironed out one by one. And that's why, as you see, you know, today, no issues today. We had two streams already. We had a stream last night. Smooth. Smooth. Smooth as slip. Don't jinx it, man. Don't jinx it. Oh, yeah. Don't jinx it. <laughs> then it's like, I, I'm a, I, <laughs> not everything is smooth. Every <laughs> so tomorrow, everything will be great. Yeah. No. <laughs> N-E-R-D, S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, TikTok, podcast, all that. Thank you so much for supporting with the watch. Make sure to like. Shouts to Planet Houston. Clever little vixen for the free Una. I need a t-shirt. Somebody make a free Una t-shirt. Um, <laughs> Geeky Andre came through. Uh, Open Mind said, of course, your, your, you know, your cigarettes are luxurious. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Jug03. Shouts out to you. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I ain't screw it up. Probably is like that is not how you say it, but you know what I'm saying. Shouts out to all y'all. So, um, hit the thumbs up. Consider hitting up the Cash App or the Patreon. Help support the show. Helps us support other things as well that we have to really tell about y'all about with Blurdish because it's some fun stuff. But if you can't do any of that, look, share. If this. we don't make the money to live off of by doing this, we're stuck in the jobs that's going to take more and more of our time. Yeah. And we won't be able to do this after a while. True. Because I, I will tell y'all this straight up. Once I can cover the salary I make now with Nerd Soul, YouTube, you know, whatever, donations, sponsorships, whatever, you're going to be doing this all day, baby. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, we, got a little, we got a little bit of ways to go before we get there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not a high value man. No, there's a whole other argument. Anyway, but I do. Hey, I'm saying so. this. You guys can afford to throw my brother over here $5 a month. All right. That uh, $5 a Actually, month. That ain't I've, nothing. I've looked at it at $2, uh, maybe at like $4 a month, three to $4 a month. I could probably quit. Okay. Because I was looking the other day. And like four and three or four dollars a month, I could probably quit. I had to look at the Patreon cut again, but yeah, I could probably quit on it. So three, yeah. like, like I said, man, three dollars. Eh, you know what I'm saying? But if not, yeah. you can share. 
And Sharon, they say it's worth $35. You can give yeah. me $35 without giving me $35. Matter of fact, <laughs> you can do the $5 a month and share. It's a click of a button and not That's having a candy dollars. bar. Come on. <laughs> it's, Come like on. The si- Man. it's like the cost of a coffee. Yeah, I mean, I got I got some pretty loyal patrons and they're really helping getting the stuff going. And I still need a few more. You know, don't get me wrong. I still got because yep. running running what we do it back in the deck way more expensive than <laughs> running what nerd soul is running. And if I can find people that are throwing me 20, 50 and a hundred dollars a month for what I do <laughs> with all the stuff out there, then y'all wow. can do five, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, I, that's what I'm saying. That's y'all can, it, y'all can do five. You know, I, I like the kind of money that jingles, but we rather the kind that folks, huh? <laughs> yeah. Get that, get that folk. But, um, uh, black comics next dope music next uh, we got a gift from 133 art from the Patreon supporters that are already there that'll be coming tomorrow morning I promise I'm going to get it up there because I've actually had y'all's gift for like a month now but mm-hmm. the computer has been trimming other things been tripping and all this stuff but we're going to be good uh, so 7 o'clock tonight PST talk about Thor. So I see y'all then. So from us to you, thank you for coming through and peace. Mm. See you guys uh, later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, what you want? You want to say something? You, uh, what? Ah. Uh, hit, hit, what do you want to do? I, 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 All right. I, All right. I, know? I knew this is right. what you wanted uh, to do. Uh, Are you ready? 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 Nope, nope, no, 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 not yet, not yet. This time, are you ready? All right, here we go. Got this? All right. This boy, this boy. That's it.